So I haven't been out to Port Moody in a minute. Yeah. Everything good out there? Yeah. It's still, it's still standing? Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. to, you haven't burned the place down? We're, we're going to meet out there this week to talk over some things. But yeah, you kind of run the show out there now. You're like there every, every day almost. Yeah, uh, other than Thursdays. That's kind of weird how that happened. I wasn't really expecting it to be like that, but that's how it turned out. <laughs> And are you, um, like, so you're almost, like, coaching, like, how many hours a week right now? You're probably coaching, like, 10 or 12. Um, I feel like it's more than that. Like, I think it's closer to 20. We have, you have, like, four shifts yeah. in total because we're only open, like, five days a week out there. Yeah, and so it's, like, yeah, I guess the whole day is longer than how much I'm coaching, but it's usually, like, three hours at least a day so it's yeah I guess it's closer to 12 than than 20 but yeah I, I want to be open more out there but it's it's like a, a we haven't really done any marketing <laughs> for poor Moody it's been it's been a lot of word of mouth and just like existing having a gym in Vancouver um, but yeah it's kind of like you're there most days and then you're also like training like do you still do you still train out there like s- several days a week uh sometimes like like it's, it's actually been very different lately, but um, like what I used to do is I would go like three hours before uh, like every shift basically, so like three or four times a week and train until my shift started. Um, recently it's been more like once a week and maybe not even that because I've been actually training a lot outside as my timing is oh. great. In the summer <laughs> I barely trained outside and then now... That we're in the winter, I'm training outside. Did you, um, you just got motivated to train outside as soon as the weather turned? Is that yeah, what I happened? got really motivated right <laughs> as the weather, weather started to turn. And then I was like, I'm going to do this and panic. Started training outside and it's been dry enough, even though it's cold. So I've actually been training a lot in uh, Maple Ridge where I live with a, with a friend actually who I started parkour with. Yeah. Do I know this friend? Um, no. It's, so it's, it's not, no, I was going to say it's Isaac, but it's not Isaac. It's someone Isaac and I both started with. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. All That's cool. Yeah, I, I always thought it's like pretty pretty wild. Like you, uh, when we opened Port Moody Studio, where, did you come in for any classes when we first opened the studio? No, um, I came into classes before you did in the yeah. engineer bodies. I'm just trying to remember like when you applied. I think I started coming f- for a few classes and like mostly open gym in. I think it must have been 2019, uh, maybe end of 2019. Mm-hmm. And then I started actually working in, I think, March 2020. Okay. So, yeah, I think something like that. Yeah. So I always just thought it was, like, such an interesting, uh, like, evolution for you because you went from, you know, doing some uh, parkour on your own, doing some parkour, like, through classes, through Origins, and then mm-hmm. we opened up the studio, which is closer to home for you. Yeah. And then so you start coming in there and then you get hired and then all of a sudden like it just seemed like your your practice like escalated. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny how that works because I've thought a bit about that, about how it must seem from your perspective. Because it's like you probably saw me like once or twice a long time ago and then like just kind of disappeared probably mm-hmm. and then <laughs> came back. But like from my perspective, it's like I was just in this uh, gymnastics gym mm-hmm. all the time or like not all the time, I guess I was only one really serious session like once a week probably but I would spend like hours just doing plyometrics and kongs um and so like my training just I said changed I actually feel like I worked harder before Mm -hmm. I started coming here almost 
in a different way at least or like more physically effort effort mm. but like now i'm actually like applying that in a proper parkour way instead of just mats and soft blocks all right so i definitely got much better technique and i got much better mental confidence although i'm still working on that but yeah yeah i think like port moody too like the the studio is a space where it's we call it the studio because it's it's not quite as big as the gym right and yeah. Uh, a lot of people, I think, would go out there and not have as many things to do, but you always don't seem to be, like, short of yeah. finding ideas for challenges. Yeah, I, I, wonder, I think it's, it's because, like, I didn't really have a parkour gym, so, and that, like, I came to the main gym a few times, but, like, it was just a lot to come here, and overwhelming, too, because it's such a big space. So I think, like, coming from, like, zero to that, it was awesome from my perspective, even if maybe other people were like, oh, it's smaller, it's, like, you know, not as much to do. So... I just like kind of had a few challenges when I first came there that I wanted to hit and then like slowly worked my way up to those, like some catbacks and stuff and then just kept trying to uh, drain every <laughs> ounce of creativity that I could think of and new stuff I could think of that I could hit there other than lashes. Yeah, <laughs> other than, yeah. All of the lashes. So it's like, uh, you know, you got a typical like bar grid kind of set up there and yeah, it's, I always, always found it funny that that's like the specialty <laughs> of the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that you're not doing but it's a it's cool I mean it's it's cool to see all the stuff you can do with that space uh, because when I designed it, it I wanted it to be fairly open like I didn't want it to yeah. be too cluttered yeah so I always figured like we can add when we have we've added like a couple things um, mm. part of the reason why I'm coming out this week is to start trying to like make some some plans for anything else that might be added um, because it's been a while since like we we've done a quite a few new things at, at Maine in the, the past like year and yeah. it's like nothing out in Port Moody this yeah. year so I gotta come out and give it some love basically <laughs> and uh, Perfect. start talking about some some plans to um to grow it a bit more like it's, it's doing quite well like it it it's um started to pick up I think right before the pandemic hit mm -hmm. and then you know super slow obviously through through that whole yeah <laughs> through that whole time period and then as soon as it ended it was like oh, okay cool like we got um uh, kids classes filling up again and yeah adults coming in and stuff too so it's looking like when i look at the numbers i'm usually like all right it's pretty yeah pretty it's good. pretty similar to how it was kind of more when i started i think yeah or i mean i started kind of in the pandemic but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um so you mentioned that you're training uh training outside again right now but you also started yeah. like doing like some off-season training you started lifting so how's that all going together it's going really really well actually like um yeah i didn't lift most of this year and i just kind of purely focused on mental and yeah mostly mental and just like technique parkour stuff um so i'm actually like very pleasantly surprised by the fact that i don't feel much weaker than i last did when I was lifting before. I think it came back pretty quick. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully coming back very strong next year. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been good. And it, the great thing is like, I used to have a really tough time balancing training and the weightlifting, but I feel like now I'm focusing a little more on just like unique kind of like techie challenges rather than like effort, like mm. lots of plyometrics that I used to. Uh, which well, you're, is you're a really springy guy so yeah yeah which i mean it's unfortunate in some ways like i, I definitely want to get back on that but like i also feel like i can train and lift weights much more successfully lately if you're not going time. for yeah if yeah. you're not going for power because i've all been time. i've been doing a lot of like i would call it exploration more than mm -hmm. sessions like i'll spend quite a long time but i'll go out and just 
look for spots in my hometown because it's mm -hmm. not something I ever did because it's a pretty lame place. But there's like there's stuff, and now that I'm better, it's like oh, there's there's stuff I can do because I'm like good enough to actually do mm -hmm. it. So. Yeah, I mean, I grew up. Uh, well, when I started parkour, I was like 17, and it was in in Burnaby, so like in mm -hmm. between here and where <laughs> where you live. Yeah. Uh, so it's like probably a more urban area. Mm -hmm. Like I, I found spots. Like I, I lived right across the street from my high school, so I was trained there. Yeah. And then there was like a rec center, some elementary schools, uh, a mall, and stuff like that. So I just kind of in between those things, I actually had like quite a bit. Yeah. I actually want to go back out there and um, shoot like a vlog because there's a bunch of challenges that I have like videos of from, from yeah. previous where it was like the last time I ever seshed in that neighborhood because that's where my mom lives. I was like 24, 20, 23, 24 right. years old. And so I wanted to make like a vlog where it's like, I'm 37 now. And because <laughs> I will be in the summer, where right. it's like, I'm 37 now. And I've gone through two like massive injuries and stuff like that. And I'm going to try to beat everything I did when I was 24. Yeah. Just by like the, the sheer factor of like experience. Because mm. I filmed a video when I was like 24 out there. And it was after I think like six or seven years of parkour training. Mm. So. You know, it's like it's like twelve years later, right? So just like so much more experience. Yeah. But definitely not like I probably had a better jump then. Maybe. I'm not sure. Right. But like but like maybe. Uh but definitely not good mental. Like I had terrible mental and also like there just weren't as many uh things to attempt in that era. Like this was Yeah. <laughs> this was like two thousand nine, two thousand ten era. So there just wasn't parkour was not as like vast and diverse with moves. For sure, yeah. Um, but I think, like, so how's it been going, like, finding uh, finding spots out in Maple Ridge? Because I don't even think I've been ever out yeah. that way. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you have any reason to. Um, but, yeah, I'm actually... I'm sure, I mean, I bet you'll find, like, the, the one... Because you say yeah. that, but, but there's things, like, where I think back where, um, where I grew up and where I started parkour, living with my mom, where there are challenges there that are that are unique yeah. and there are yeah. things that I would like to go back to so yeah no it's I'm pleasantly surprised like I wouldn't say it's it's great and I wouldn't even say there's like spots so much as like you know there's like a things. single line like a pocket spot or even mm -hmm. less than that like kind of like what you and Tom were talking about a while ago um but it's yeah there's there's definitely there's actually like I was just showing Vincent Holden there's something there that I want to do uh for like a video hopefully eventually it would be like the hardest thing I've ever done in my Sick. life um and it's like this ascent it's it's actually not in Maple Ridge it's in Pitt Meadows like right beside Maple Ridge but it's very which high one up is, the ground which one is further I always like get Maple mixed up. Ridge is further for you yeah. yeah for for context for people not in the Vancouver area this is like this is suburbs so we're talking yeah. we're talking suburbs we're talking outside of the city yeah yeah so it's like it's this uh it's a pedestrian overpass over some train tracks um, mm -hmm. beside like uh, a high school, I think. Mm -hmm. or it might be an elementary school. But yeah, it's um, just this big cement overpass. There's some columns. There's some like overhangs you can grab onto. And there's like this big fence. And so it's this kind of like big. And you, you work some pieces of it? Yeah, I've done like the, the first half is, I wouldn't call it technical, but it, there's a lot of pieces to it. So I've done that first half. The second half is just really scary. It's really easy, but really scary. Basically, it's like get on top of the railing on the top mm -hmm. of the fence, which is very high up. Like mm -hmm. if I fell, break a lot of stuff. Uh, jump to this little ledge. It's like uh, you have a column and then like a little thing that you could land on and mm -hmm. then just climb up. So it's like 
it's like jump land on top, grab some ledge, and then climb up over a fence. So the top part's really easy. I just have not even thought about doing it. And then I was like looking at some videos and like I could keep going up. And I have to keep going up like that. I know yeah. I need to. So does it? You just but, feel like more exposed, and you're doing. You're obviously like moving like more yeah, dynamic and because it, it's it's like a very it's like a maybe not even five five feet or six feet jump. Mm -hmm. It's just like you're landing on something that's probably like two feet wide wall, and it's like you're, you're you're like flat against a pillar when you jump. So and you have to just stay on and go up, and it's super mm -hmm. easy, but it's just very high up and scary to like prep. And I haven't even looked at it very much so I just want to go there sometime soon and just like get up there and look at it before you can do anything okay but and again yeah. just great time of the year to be yeah no no that. I don't like necessarily mid, plan on doing it this year mid-november it's just uh yeah well I was just like I was showing you uh, a clip uh you and some of the guys a clip like that I recorded some years ago and mm -hmm. it was like in December yeah that's and, and I just kind of I was watching it and and I was just yeah we were reflecting on it and talking about how Okay, like it was a it was a hard challenge that I was trying to do in the middle of December. Yeah, and you can see like it's it's pretty frosty out, and I'm you know fully clothed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and everything. Um, but right now, like lately, just every time I go outside, I'm like, oh, it's like really cold out, and I'm mostly motivated if I'm going outside. And this is, I guess, kind of something I was talking about with uh, Tom another week, where I'm like mostly motivated to go outside and like I need to do something that's like novel and challenging. Yeah. It's not sure. it's not enough for me just to go out and um go to like sure to go to a sesh to hang out, but but I don't mm. feel like I had a good sesh unless I did something novel and challenging. Yeah. So otherwise I may just go to the gym because in the gym I can drill stuff yeah. and it's just convenient, right? It's it's anyone that has access to a gym and can go to open gym all the time um, or a parkour park or whatever, it's just that much more convenient to get better at like specific things, which yeah. is kind of what I've always been into anyways. And so just like going out and sessioning and finding challenges, like if I don't find something that I think is cool, then then it doesn't, it doesn't feel good to me. Like I don't yeah. get a, a good feeling from it. And so when it's like super cold, I'm like, oh, how long is it gonna take for me to get warmed up? I, I do wanna start doing like monthly jams though. So like I'm trying to figure out we're almost <laughs> halfway through November. So I'm gonna try to do them before the end of November, because uh, I was doing like weekly Sunday sessions, and I was like I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Plus like we just started um, like I'm lifting three days a week now, and and like lifting hard. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not uh, on season just like touching weights anymore. Like I'm actually uh, not lifting to failure, but enough to like make me sore and like really depleted on days. So yeah. it's just less time to actually to actually do parkour. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to start doing those those monthly jams so that at least people are getting together and it'll also give me a reason to go out and try to do stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I don't know if <laughs> there are some challenges I have on my mind that I want to do and it just depends if, um, if I can get enough preparation at the gym or outside to actually feel like I want to go out and film something. Yeah. But right now I'm just trying to take it slow. I was putting like so much pressure on myself uh, at the very end of summer because I was starting to feel like me again where I could actually do challenges. Mm -hmm. And it just I just didn't have enough time to really work up to do the things I wanted to do. So yeah, it's kind of sad, but. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. Like, I think right now because of the cold, it is like, it's very hard to go out and just like, if you've got something in mind that's hard that you want to do to go out like now, this time of year, it's kind mm -hmm. of like, especially if there's not much to do at that spot, 
if you're just like, I need to go to this spot, it's cold. Yeah. I need to do this hard thing. Like, that's very tough. Like, for me, like, like I said, I've been really enjoying just, like, exploring because I have zero expectation. Like, the spots are bad. I don't mm. know what you can do there. I'm not, like, so I'm just, like, walking around. I'll find something cool and just try to hit it and be like, oh, sweet, that was fun. And then, you know, move on. And so yeah. it's, it's just, like... It's kind of, it's not necessarily, like the, it's not a good way to train, but it's like very fulfilling and enjoyable because it's just like, mm -hmm. oh, that was fun. Like I did that first try and it's so new to me and it's something I never thought of before, you know? So it's, uh, it's, it's kind of nice, but then like going out to like, if you've got something very hard this time of year is maybe not the nicest to do it for sure. Yeah. Well, I, think that, I think that's smart and that's a great, like, it's a great winter activity to go and just mm -hmm. uh, look at things. I actually remember the other day there was a line that I, I was so fixated on like these other two challenges that I haven't done yet that I forgot there was like another line that I can definitely do right that I haven't even like looked at in months because I was looking at it like last winter last winter when I'm like you know not able to do parkour I can but I can like ride a bike and I was just going around like trying to see if there were extra things I wanted to do and I totally forgot about it so yeah i've been thinking about again after that but right now i'm just i'm trying not to jump i'm trying to give my my body a rest from the jumps right now <laughs> and yeah. it's hard because i'm definitely motivated to work and and try to get things done yeah so it's been kind of like a it's been kind of like take a step backwards to take two steps forward type of situation for me for sure and for you it just sounds like you're trying to get out of the studio yeah is that no, because like did did someone say did someone like say something to you or like you, no, just, you just suddenly felt motivated i never to... i never really cared that much like i always figured like like you said like a gym is convenient i can get consistent practice in here and then if i'm able to think of new stuff awesome so like i didn't really ever have much of a problem with training in there that much mm -hmm. although i did want to train outside more um but just lately i've just been like i'll look at the studio and i'm just like i can think of nothing to do here right now it's just you know i find it i go through very like very intense phases in parkour where like I'll look in the gym and I can think of tons of stuff suddenly and I'll have like a week or two on where mm -hmm. I'm just like making these new things that I never thought of before and then I'll like just snap out of it and just be like I can't think of anything I don't know what to train even though I want to train so it's kind of like it's kind of one of those phases right now where I'm just in the gym like I don't I can't think of anything well here. if I you're need not swinging new. on the bars yeah. there's only so many walls in there so. exactly yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, how do you feel about, because uh, I don't know if you listened to any of the conversation that Tom and I had a few weeks back where I was just talking about like that, and I think he, he agreed with, with me where we don't really enjoy, or I don't enjoy, or really I don't get much out of doing challenges or lines um, in the gym. There was like something yeah. recently I did that I posted on Instagram where I like uh, found a couple of things that I liked, yeah. but it's like, it's, it's rare that I'm, because I... It, if it's like a singular challenge, it's like, okay, like, do I really feel like doing this? And mm -hmm. so a lot of times I don't. But if I can find like a combination or something, I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool because I'm yeah. using more of the space. Uh, but a lot of times I just get like overwhelmed by gyms or parks and the yeah. singular challenges don't feel like enough because you don't go through that like discovery process. Yeah, it's just there. Yeah, so I don't know like how you feel. Like uh, it doesn't seem like it seems like you've been able to be like pretty motivated with training yeah. in gyms up until this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny because, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, I, like, 100% related to that, but I know it doesn't seem like that because I did so many things in the gym, mm -hmm. but I totally, like, I didn't even view it as that way really in the gym, um, but, like, thinking of, like, what I think Tom said, maybe you, uh, mm -hmm. just, like, if you're out at a park or in a gym, it's just been, like, created 
and laid out for you and like it's almost like it's telling you what to do or they people have set out mm -hmm. what to do rather than just like discovering something and coming up with it yourself so like right now I feel very much that way where I'm just like I'm I have no inspiration in, in a gym and it just feels like being told what to do and I want to find some random stuff outside and jump on it you know mm -hmm. um, so but like I guess it wasn't always that way um, and it does go through phases as well so like in the past very much didn't care and it, there was so many challenges in the gym when it was newer for me too so it was like I would just hit everything I could think of possibly other than lashes again mm -hmm. um, and then yeah it's just kind of like we'll turn off and I, I don't feel it so it, it kind of depends it depends I think on on the mood a lot for me which is annoying but yeah yeah, yeah like, like, like don't get me wrong I will like you'll uh, if you go to the gym here, like if you come in on a weekend, you'll probably see me at some point like having a session, but I'm usually just like drilling like smaller yeah. things. I'm not uh, putting in work on like a challenge. Like some people come in, we get some high level guys that come in like, um, <clears throat> especially like from, from out of town, like guys like Ari will come up from yeah. Bellingham and they'll just be like, you know, like sessioning, like hitting like hard challenges yes. in the gym. And I can't, it's hard to get me to have a, a session like that in the gym. It's hard for me yeah. to get me to have a session where I'm like really trying to go after hard challenges. Um, I'm much more into doing that again if I'm like outside. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Like, I've been watching Ari <laughs> at like at the Port Moody studio as well, mm -hmm. and he's just hitting these incredibly hard things. And it's for me right now, it's just like it doesn't seem interesting at all. It's just like, holy crap, that's impressive. But like, do I want to work on that right now? It's like, no, mm -hmm. not really. So I, I think it's more like I've hit all the big things that I really wanted to do in that gym, at least at the at the moment that I can think of. And it's kind of more like to take it to further levels now. It's like add technique, add like height or something like that, you know? And it's just like something I don't always feel like training. Mm -hmm. So when you're outside, it's just like, it's, I don't know, it's much more interesting. And I, I, I like totally agree with Tom. And I thought it was hilarious how he said he doesn't even like spots, really. He just likes a little, <laughs> a little thing like like yeah. one like a few structures or like one wall with some ascent or something like that that mm -hmm. you can just use. And I totally agree. I'm like that's what's most interesting to me is like just walk around, find like some alleyway with like a rail and like a ledge or something, mm -hmm. and like yeah, sometimes, do that. Sometimes like spot again like the more stuff there is, sometimes it can get overwhelming. Yeah. And the quintessential parkour spot is usually like an access ramp. Yeah. So like it can either be concrete or rails, but like something. That's an, either an access ramp or a staircase that has walls around it. Like those are yeah. mostly what we think of when you think of like vast or big parkour spots. That's there's some form of that where it's like walkways or whatever with walls or railings in between them to yeah. direct people. Like that's what IMAX One is. Mm -hmm. IMAX One is is just like you know access this way or come up the stairs and some walls around it. IMAX Two is one <laughs> staircase. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of and they kind of that kind of uh, spot. Yeah, like it starts to get repetitive for sure Yeah, it's, it's the same thing in different places almost like you get different distances But like that only interests you for so mm. long I feel like until it's just like okay. Yeah. This is this is kind of boring um, So we wanted to talk about and I think it's kind of along the same lines because it was one of my big takeaways from it but um, we uh, wanted to talk about uh, the, the film Hazel that just came out with Ethan Rudd Mm -hmm. um, I actually really liked it, um, and one of the things that uh, really stuck out to me is how he the, the style he's doing is actually d definitively to me like what the future of parkour should be. Right. Um, but in part because a lot of the features and structures he's using aren't 
aren't like parkour spots. Yeah. Like especially the, the video starts and some of the lines that he's doing that are a bit more like, I guess, what some people would call like flow type, type lines are like really bad spots. Like just like a yeah. rail and a curb. Yeah. And then it gets into like where he's swinging to like this weird freaking uh, palm tree stump thing and you know jumping off a roof and like doing an, a swing from a tree yeah. like after a off, over a barbed wire fence like the stuff where like none of these are spots but they're like challenges that he found um and i, I actually the second time i watched it because i watched it twice now mm-hmm. uh, i picked that up more where it was like so many of the things that he does in the video are, are just non-spots and yeah. i don't know if it's like where even the um try not to give away too much of what happens in the video but even like the um the the gainer is like would, that's like the no the, the you know yeah. <laughs> you know the gainer um even that is like not a spot like it's just something that yeah he i'm assuming like happened upon at some point and was like oh i think i can gainer this yeah um but it doesn't even look like there's anything else to do there no yeah it's not really that. and like the fact he like he like does a like runs and does like a climb up like yeah. into it as well like it's not just like starting on the roof yeah um but yeah, I don't know. Like, what's what's your big takeaway from it? Like, um, I definitely agree with you. Like, I think it is like a good direction for parkour. Uh, there's like a few things that are like that I maybe have a different value of the style that I would like change. But yeah, no, I think it's good. I think it's really cool how he uses like these non-spots or just like small spaces to uh, make good lines. Still, like he does a lot of like back and forth almost in a lot of them, which I usually hate. But he does it in a way that's like, oh, I like that. That looked cool. It looked good. Mm-hmm. It flowed. So um, yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. Um, but yeah, definitely, I, it's like I would have liked to maybe see some some like. I, this is going against everything I just said, but some better spots. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have liked to see like him move around in like some some spots that were maybe a bit more like, not even just like bigger, but like some of them I just found like really boring spots, and it's still cool what he did. But I was like, it could have been like. I don't know, a lot more interesting if he had a better spot. Yeah, for sure. I, like, I think that's, uh, I, I get where you're coming from on that, because, yeah, there does, there, it did sometimes feel like there needed to be a bit of that, where, like, okay, um, Ethan's really talented, mm-hmm. but these spots definitely suck. Yeah. But I also think that's kind of what made it cool. And yeah, it's also, it's like, point. it's also, like, uh, I guess to form what I was saying earlier, a bit more of a, argument around of where I think parkour should be going one is like his style like he he's he's very diverse he's mm-hmm. not just uh, a flip guy he's not just a parkour guy he mixes it very well he um, he covers I think you were saying this when we were watching it t- together yeah. too is like he covers ground um, pretty well or like or like didn't in one part I was saying a bit of both yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like I think there's a different style where you have uh, some uh, particularly like younger up-and-coming guys who are um, especially like actually American who are like very flip heavy so you think of like twin parkour yeah where it's like you don't I'm sure they can do jumps I'm sure they can do Kongs I'm sure they can yeah. do cap acts and things but you just don't don't see it you see mostly like a flip style and it's a very dense flip style yeah. so they also don't need very good spots um, but it's kind of like adopting a style that they developed in you know their backyard with some boxes yeah. they made, and then taking it onto the street onto street spots. Um, but part of that is like, uh, I mean, also like I think like Aiden and Shay like recently like they did like a try to do like a concrete gainer pre to like this 
this box thing also that they broke. Oh yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I think like they, they do definitely look for spots where they can do like use unique structures. Yeah. But like that's what really stood out to me in Ethan's video is like just unique structures. Like right. so much of it was not like your average, like he was just finding things to do lashes on. He was finding things to mm -hmm. do other types of swings and tricks on. But, but it just seemed like unique structures, unique spots, not what you would see from like a video from the, uh, the UK, for example. Yeah, definitely not. Where you would see like a lot of dream spots or even like uh, um, Capstone, which is coming out in a week from now, is yeah. like a lot of, um, well, there's the heights and everything that we don't yeah. get a lot of in, in Ethan's video, but um, just a lot of like dream spots and like access ramps and things that, that typically like screen parkour and uh, a lot of the stuff that Ethan is doing is stuff that, you know, most people would maybe walk by and be like, I don't want to train here. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. coming up with like really, really sick stuff. So yeah, like, like one of the spots is literally, I think a single rail and a single wall that's like two feet from the rail or like three yeah. feet. It's like, it's tiny. And there's like, I, I, if I looked at that, I would probably like, oh, I'm gonna jump on the rail once just for fun. And like, that's it. Like there's nothing else you can do here. And like, he makes a good line out of it. Like it's not my favorite line in the video mm -hmm. by far, but like, it's like still a good line. So like the fact that he can do that at all is like super impressive. And it's not just like, I like flips, but it's not just spamming a bunch of flips. Like mm -hmm. I feel like he's got a good ratio of like, you know, connections, parkour, and like flips. And yeah, like, it's the thing that drives me crazy about most freestyle lines, particularly like yeah, competition lines. Exactly. Is they're just too, sometimes they're just too flip dense, where it's like um, the goal seems to be like every movement has to be a flip. Yeah. Where it's like I'm, I'm doing one flip and then I'm plying into another flip and applying. And sometimes that can be really cool. Like mo yeah. most of the time it is, like where it's like, wow, you did this and that. But it is kind of nice to just see like, I don't know, like traditional parkour thrown into at least just covered ground yeah. or to do things that actually like probably like look and feel cool. Um, like like I think Ed Scott does does a great job of yeah. that as well. Uh, and Ethan, I think, yeah, I think the style that he's representing really is like the, the future of what like parkour should be. I'd like to see kids with that style yeah. be the ones that move forward and are like winning Red Bull and SPL and stuff like that in yeah. the future. Yeah. Compared, yeah, I find like I totally like a lot of the competition style lines and like athletes training for that. It's a lot of flips that I I feel like they they connect them well and plyometrically and it's it's good, but like it just doesn't look good. It's like a weird choice of combination almost. Like they'll pop into a castaway or something. It's like I don't know, not my favorite. Not not your favorite. I don't move. think he did a single. <laughs> cast back yeah. in, the, in the video so that was good yeah um how do you feel about the uh the the price of the project i i don't know like i thought it was totally fine like people complain but i i was like i don't know eight dollars to watch this like yeah that's not a big deal um what was your motivation to pay eight dollars to watch it well i just so it is eight canadian by the way depending on where you're yeah. from the, i think it's like six maybe five or six american right yeah I just saw the trailer and I thought it was, it looked cool to me. And I know like, I really like Ethan Rudd. I haven't really seen much from him lately, but I just remember when I, I think when he first joined Modus, like being like, oh dang, this guy's really good. He connects stuff really well. And he's doing like catbacks and like other stuff too that I like. Um, so yeah, I thought it would be cool to watch. I remember in the, in the trailer, he's like, I don't remember how they teased it. I was just talking about this, but like he's gainering and it's like very, it was a very unclear to me what he was landing on. And I just mm -hmm. wanted to find that out too. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't, it wouldn't, I didn't really think much of paying $8 for it. I didn't think it was a big deal, but mm. yeah.
Um, so you're just sold out. Okay. Um, because like we kind of talk about like what's the difference between putting it behind a paywall versus putting it up on YouTube. Right. And clearly like you were wanting to watch it enough that you were like, I'm going to pay, pay for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I, I'll ask you this. Okay. So yeah. after this one, yeah. say like a year from now, they put out another thing. Yes. Are you dropping another eight bucks for, for the next one? It, it depends on how it looks. Like, I don't think, uh, just because this, the way this one turned out was like good that I would just immediately do it. But mm. if I was interested enough, for sure, I find myself not watching as much as many parkour videos anymore now that like that I have Instagram and whatnot. Um, it's kind of ruined parkour videos for me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> uh, and like everything I watch that is in video form, it's almost like underwhelming sometimes because it's like, oh, I, I just saw someone hit like a crazy rail side flip precision mm -hmm. or something on Instagram, you know? Yeah. So. There's that, but um, no, I think it's I think it's fine. I personally wouldn't put anything behind a paywall myself because it's more like it's kind of stupid, I guess. But it's like it's more like a passion project rather than a something I'm looking to make money off of. If I ever mm -hmm. did, but yeah, no, I think it's fine. Yeah, I feel I think uh, it's a good price too. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I would for that. It's kind of a shame that uh, the like the draw they're using is like to kind of support or like if I can't remember which wordage they use or like foster the future of uh, parkour edits going like behind mm. paywalls essentially yeah and it, it's like yes that's true but if if that's like your big ask where it's like it, I, I get kind of tired of parkour asking like for like charity basically yeah like for like oh you know it's like I'm buying this basically as like a donation for it because that'll work for a certain amount of time, and then it won't anymore. And so, yeah. so really, we have to make it that the product is, is valuable enough <laughs> yeah. that people are going to pay money for it. And I think just trying to get people to support just the sake of like, oh, support the athletes. Yeah. Okay, it's one thing. Um, but also, I don't imagine they're going to make enough money off of it with shirts or with the video, really, mm -hmm. to, to, for it to be life-changing. You know, it's, it's just going to yeah. be like, okay, we got paid move on so like how much that supports athletes I don't really know uh, but I'm, I'm totally good with people putting videos behind paywalls because you know back in the day like for skate videos or stuff like that you would have to buy DVDs right and things like that or VHS right so having it behind a, a paywall actually makes sense if you look at what's worked in the past for other sports it just it's hard to do when everyone's putting their best stuff up for free all the time yes exactly yeah. yeah so it's almost like what i want is for the like pro level athletes out there um you know whether it's ethan rudd or ed scott or just you know someone of that skill level to be doing this kind of thing where like yeah if you're gonna put together uh an edit that you know is, is taking like a year plus to go into you probably should put it up in a paywall because yeah. you could always put it up for free later you could always, you know, yeah. drop it on YouTube later, but like, why not try to get people to pay for it? Uh, because it it increases the value. Like as a psychology experiment, experiment, um, as soon as you put a price on something, people are going to assume it's better. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Like I, I definitely think, and I was almost thinking, I was like, if I deleted Instagram or if I just never had it in the first place, like I think all of these videos that would have or have been coming out more recently and stuff would have been way cooler to me, like by far. Because uh, like before I had Instagram, I wasn't aware of the level <laughs> in parkour. Because like people don't make videos anymore, really. Mm -hmm. And like 
they're not represented in on like YouTube, for example, people doing like crazy congainers and all that. Like, and when I got Instagram, I was like, oh, this is this is normal now. People are doing flip prees and congainers and all this crap, like nothing. And they're just not making YouTube videos of it because yeah. the people that make videos on YouTube are more like. I guess it's more of a specialization to like vlog and whatnot, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're really good, but it's not necessarily like every style that's getting represented there. Yeah, it's another skill set to make like a good video. Yeah. And this one's, this one's 10 minutes long. Uh, I do want to touch on too that like I felt the, the pacing of the edit was really good. Like it ends and you kind of want a little, I always, I felt like I kind of wanted a bit more. Yeah. Whereas everything in recent memory that I've paid for, like again, something behind a paywall for parkour, I'll get 12, 15 minutes in and kind of feel like I want to watch something else. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that because, yeah, it's totally like a lot of the time I'll just get tired of watching the video. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I definitely felt like at the end of that I wanted to see more. So Yeah, it was yeah. a nice, just, uh, you know, hats off to, to Noah because I think just the edit pacing, the music choices and, and everything, like it wasn't too fast, it wasn't too slow or anything. Uh, yeah, just, just pacing, which is what editing is all about, is like setting the right pace yeah. so that you feel like you're going through an ex experience without like realizing you're watching a film. Like that's, yeah. that's like filmmaking 101 is you never want like the, the viewer to realize like I'm watching a film and now I'm thinking about other things I realize I'm watching a film. You want to engross them in the experience and I really feel like this this uh, this project did that so uh, definitely definitely I would say uh, I would say check it out I would give it a solid like four to five eight out of ten yeah. rating I don't know what you would give it I'd agree with that like yeah I think it was great um, I want this is kind of aside but I just think they did a good job at like you know having a hook at the start like I remember seeing that first line in the video it's like a bit of an ascent mm -hmm. and I I mean I'm a bit biased but I thought that <laughs> was really cool and that's why I was kind of saying I was a little disappointed like not disappointed, but I was expecting maybe a different direction mm. for the lines because he started with that, and then I was like, whoa, I haven't seen this from him. And I was thinking there would be a bit more like, I guess, uh, not necessarily covering ground because he did do that, but just more complex spots. And mm. then he ended up having a few lines in there that just weren't like what I expected, but still very good. And then definitely like very strong, kind of like ending with uh, what he was doing there. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, I think we're going to cut it there for today. Um, if you haven't done so yet, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Let us know anything you want us to talk about in future videos. Or if you want guests like Nathan back on the show, let us know. And we'll see you next week.